Hey, what's going on, everybody? Brian from the Herfcast. Thank you for joining us tonight. I've got Brian Brown, a.k.a. SubBrown42 from Instagram, S-U-B-R-O-W-N-E-4-2. SubBrown42 on Instagram. I got hooked up with him through Jake from Tattered Beans. Uh, after I did the Tattered Beans episode, Jake got a hold of me about a month, two months later, and told me I should check out this dude. I, I looked at his Instagram. Seems like a pretty awesome dude. He smokes cigars. He's motivational. Gets people to work out. He does his thing. He travels the world. Uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. We have a great conversation about where he's been, uh, what he smokes, what he drinks, um, you know, that type of stuff. He does uh, some videography. We talk about that. So I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, don't forget to check out the website, theherfcast.com. There you'll find links for Flatbed Cigar Company. You could save 25% on your first order if you use the code HC25, Hector Charlie 25. So check that out. Uh, there's a link to Cigar Rights of America so that you could join the Cigar Rights of America and help the fight against the FDA. That would be awesome. Um, Stogiebird.com. Stogiebird.com is a Cigar of the Month club with Sam Lucia. Sam Lucia was on the show not too long ago, and I've been a part of the Cigar of the Month club for a while. I want to say five months now, and I haven't been disappointed yet. It's a great program. Uh, you try out all kinds of sticks that you wouldn't have tried out otherwise, well, at least me anyway. Uh, and I've got a coupon code for him now. So if you use the code HERFCAST, you can save $5 on your first shipment from stogiebird.com. So check out stogiebird.com, use the code HERFCAST, sign up, be pleased. So Brian has a group on Facebook called Sailors and Sticks. If you are a sailor, and you smoke cigars, it's probably a good fit for you. Uh, it is a case-by-case, invite-only site, group, whatever. So if you're interested in that, check it out. Sailors and Sticks, uh, if you're a good fit, he'll approve you. So check that out. Enjoy. All right, last but not least, we've got another GoV product live. So... You've heard me talk about the GoV hygrometer thermometers in the past, the Bluetooth, the uh, Wi-Fi, and now we've got the Mini. The Mini is a basic model. It's a little bit bigger than a quarter and about a half inch thick, and you could take it anywhere. Uh, I like the way it works. It's the same as the Bluetooth and the Wi-Fi models where you could keep quite the database on it. Uh, you go on Amazon now. Go on Amazon. The link will be in the description of this episode. But if you go to that link and you use the code, now this is long and difficult, but if you use the code 6YIHRC2B, if you use the code 6YIHRC2B, you're going to save 36%. That takes the price down, I believe, to $20. Now, $20 is definitely worth the money uh, if you're going to use this for your cigars, if you're going to use it for your boat, if you're going to use it for anything. You want to track the temperature in the cab of the crane that you work for? It works great. That's what I did. I found out that the temperature in my cab 
is a little too warm, so we got the issue taken care of. So check out the GoVe products. Like I said, I've talked about them before. This is about the GoVe Mini. The Mini, I love it. I've taken it with me uh, pretty much everywhere for the past week and a half, and I haven't been disappointed. So check it out. GoVe Mini on Amazon, code 6YIHRC2B. That will be in the description. So, all right, that's enough of the bullshit. So I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. It's me and Brian Brown, and we talk about cigars, booze, Navy, military, everything. Check it out. I hope you enjoy. Talk to you later. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Herfcast. Uh, I'm Brian, your host, and tonight joining me uh, via video chat is also Brian, but Brian Brown. Uh, he is, uh, you know, seemingly a, a pretty interesting dude. I, I was put in contact with him through uh, uh, Tattered Beans Coffee. They they recommended that I talk to this guy and checked out his Instagram. Looks like he's pretty interesting. He's got a lot going on. Um, Brian Brown, it's subbrown42 on Instagram, and he does uh, vide- videography. Uh, he's military. He does strongman. Uh, he's got all kinds of shit going on. Um, so I guess if you want to do a, a, a quick rundown of everything you got going on, uh, um, we'll get going from there. Yeah. Um, so I'm Brian Brown. Been in the Navy 18 years. Actually had 18 years this week. So uh, all that close to that retirement there. <laughs> uh, I do strongman. Uh, train out of Brute Strength Gym in Norfolk. Uh, great gym if you're in the area. Check it out. Uh Obviously, I smoke cigars, and uh, I drink uh, copious amounts of whiskey, and uh, <laughs> I enjoy fine uh, liquor establishments. So uh, anything that's uh, got cigars, booze, or ladies involved, you'll probably find me there. All right. Yeah, you do a lot of traveling as well, right? Yeah. Um, I kind of started this thing called Travel Harder Than Me, and uh, I travel all over the place, like uh, – about a year ago, I was in Europe, and I did uh, Spain, Norway, Scotland, Amsterdam, France, uh, London. It was all there within a week. So just try to do everything as hard as I can. I don't half-ass anything I do. So that's uh, kind of stuck with me as the travel harder than me. It's, it's not more of a, a pick at anybody. It's just try to motivate people to go out there and do stuff now because you won't get that time back. And if you miss out, then you can't really – can't really retrieve that. Yeah, exactly. So are you, are you incorporating work into the travel or is it kind of a mix? Is it uh, just strictly for fun or, or how are you doing that? Uh, some of it's work, you know, um, a lot of it's, uh, a lot of it's Navy stuff. Uh, I'm an active duty submariner, so I do travel a lot. Uh, obviously, uh, we call it the silent service cause you can't talk too much about what you do, but, uh, I do mix a lot of fun in there too. So some people, they often give me shit and wonder if I have a job because I'm always on the go doing doing fun stuff. So, but no, yeah. I do work. So, it's a little bit of both. So, are you doing like six months on, six months off? Is that how, well, how you're scheduled? That'll typically be for a deployment. Um, sometimes I hit different boats. Sometimes I do uh, just maintenance related stuff. So I don't always uh, go underway on them. It just depends on what I'm doing. No. So it's a mix no. a mixture of both. Gotcha. 
So 18 years, uh, you said you're closer to retirement. So are you, are you sticking to uh, 20 and out, or do you think you'll stick around a little longer? Well, no. So uh, I started off my career as enlisted. I started off the bottom E1, came in the Navy, 17 years old. Um, I recently got what's called a commission. So now I'm a, a chief warrant officer, too. Uh, so now I converted over to the officer ranks. So now I plan on doing 30-plus now. Uh, the retirement's good. I love what I do. You can't really beat it, you know. It's just a benefit all, all around. Yeah, I mean, if you enjoy it, then there's no use. There, there's no re real reason to to just take off. So. Right, and I mean, I still have fun. I always tell people the moment I stop having fun, that's when the day I'm throwing those retirement papers in, I'm done. Yeah, so. yeah. So, so. Um, always been on the submarine or? Yeah, um, just different coasts, you know. I was uh, I was originally out in San Diego. And that was my first duty station. And then I moved to Hawaii after that. So I lived in Hawaii for a while. Uh, that's tough living, you know, like being yeah. out in paradise all the time. It was nice. And then uh, moved around, moved to Connecticut, moved to Virginia. Uh, so I've been all over the place. And that was a matter of 18 years. But uh, it's been a great experience and I can't beat it, you know. How long were you in Hawaii for? Uh, five years, roughly, like four to five years. It was awesome. So how did you... How well did you get incorporated into, uh, like, the local culture and, and whatnot? A lot. Um, actually, like, uh, I met a lot of locals, and they they try to take you to places that you don't really see on the tourist postcard Hawaii. So you get to experience a lot of places that normal people don't get to see. Uh, I tell everybody, you're going to come back with uh, weight gain if you stay out there long enough because the food's amazing. Like, it's just a nice place to be. Uh, obviously, I'm getting spoiled by the beaches, so – being out there for five years, I come here and I'm like, everybody's like, go to the beach. I'm like, fuck that. I don't even want to do it like, <laughs> out there. It's awesome. You know? So yeah. incredible experience. Oh, that's uh, actually the last episode that I did was with, uh, his name is Mike Dwart. Um, he's out there in Hawaii. He's a, he's a native Hawaiian, uh, strong native lineage out yeah. that way. Okay. Um, and I, I got a history and culture lesson for sure. Um, it was, it was really fascinating to learn learned so much about about the history and the culture um, yeah it's, it's amazing like if you if you step back and you don't do the touristy stuff and you just kind of experience hawaii and you travel different places and you kind of see how the island started where it came from like their heritage you got to you got a more of an appreciation for it than just like uh drinking mai tais and stuff and like hanging out while that can be fun um you do got to kind of respect the people that have lived there uh, respect their culture, kind of learn, learn about it. It's a disrespectful thing if you don't. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, um, you know, if I, I want to learn, I want to learn about everything, but, uh, you know, I do eventually plan on going to Hawaii with my wife. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely good to, to have a heads up on what's, what's frowned upon and what's not, you know? Yeah. I'm a huge, uh, sailor Jerry fan, obviously. Um, so he kind of got his start all out there uh, based in based in Hawaii. And Hawaii was kind of the gateway for World War II for the sailors that were going out to World War II. So that's kind of where he got his start at, uh, tattooing and things like that. So uh, a lot of the traditional stuff is paid homage to that, that era of stuff. So I'm a huge fan of just living on the island. I plan to move back and uh, just stay there forever, hopefully. Yeah. So, all right, man, uh, what are you smoking tonight? Uh, I'm doing the Las Calaveras. Uh, that's a pretty good brand. I let it age for a little bit. Uh, usually when you get it, 
uh, started, it's usually like a rough one, but I put in my humidor. I've had this sitting there for about five, six months now. So I just That's, started smoking that. It looks like the, uh, the 18, yep. uh, the, the, the green band. Yeah. The green band oh. got that right here. Yep. yep. Um, I've got a, uh, Cuevas, uh, Cuevas Habano Prensado, um, that I got in my Stogie bird this, this month. Uh, the Stogie, How do you like that? the Stogie bird or yeah. the, 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 the Stogie, Stogie bird. bird. The Stogie Bird, the Cigar of the Month Club, is really great. Um, I, I haven't been disappointed yet. I, I do the five cigars a month. Okay. Um, and now I've got a coupon code for them. So All right. um, if you just use the, the code HERFCAST, uh, you'll save five bucks on your first, uh, your first shipment. So I've heard good things about it, and a lot of my friends do it. So I think about checking it out. Um, I definitely smoke enough to whether it's probably worth it for me. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, it, it's nice having something different. Uh, a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have tried otherwise. There's, there's been quite a few that I've been waiting to try, but haven't had a chance to go pick them up or something. And, okay. you know, they, they were in there. So, um, yeah, like I said, I haven't been disappointed. I, I think it's, it's definitely worth the money, um, uh, especially if you save five bucks off your first one, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If I, could, if I could help you out and then get, get my smoke on, I, I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. Uh, like, I don't know. I, 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 uh, I talk about things like, you know, intro, outro, and, uh, I try to get coupon codes for stuff, but I'm not, I don't get anything for it. I'm not looking for anything for it. I just, you know, I, I, Hey, if I could get somebody a deal, I'll get somebody a deal. So, um, but I am drinking, uh, some, uh, Woodford reserve, uh, just, uh, the straight bourbon, Yep. Uh, what it's it's definitely a, a staple in my cabinet uh right now i got this stuff called a creek water it's a uh, it's actually made by the rapper yellow wolf it's pretty good like a lot of people thought it was kind of gimmicky first like oh, a rapper making whiskey and stuff like that but uh i actually tried it and i really liked it and uh i use i bought a whole case of it and i usually buy cases of it when uh, my liquor store has it so it's really good stuff it's kind of stuff i drink every day nice but, uh, I do got some fancy stuff that I have in the cabinet I brought back from Scotland because usually when we go over there, we bring stuff back. So it uh, just depends on how I'm feeling. But I got a, a whole big assortment of uh, good stuff in there. Nice. Yeah, it's my, my collection has been dwindling. I've been letting it dwindle for a while. I haven't, uh, I haven't been restocking like I should. But uh, I guess uh, – what's that? I think, all, I think we all got that habit. It's like we drink more than we put back in. Yeah, yeah. But um, I just got sent some samples. Um, a buddy of mine does whiskey reviews on, on YouTube, uh, Kelly Sparks. Okay. But he sent me some samples. Uh, got me a, let's see, Elijah Craig, uh, Barrel Proof, um, a couple others. I can't remember off the top of my head, and I don't want to look them up. But, yeah, uh, yeah a couple of, couple of real nice ones that I'm looking forward to try. But I got to wait for uh, – my buddy Keegan to come back and we're going to do a, a blind taste test of the three and see, uh, see how they rate, I guess. There's some impressive videos. Like if you watch on YouTube, like people trying like trash whiskey versus like the good stuff and they could tell, or like they can tell that vodka that's been filtered through like a water filter yeah, like that. So, I mean, I'm impressed by people that can actually do that. Yeah. I just know stuff tastes good and I like it. So <laughs> exactly. That's I, I'm, I'm definitely no, no expert or professional at all, but I just know what I enjoy. And I, I mean, I always tell people the favorite whiskey 
a mine is the one I like, you know. So if it costs $10 or $50, I mean, if it's good, it's good, you know. Yeah. So uh, do you get into, uh, like, craft whiskeys at all, or do you kind of stick to the main the main no, road? I'm kind of a I'm kind of a a spoiled person when it comes to that. Like uh, so, like I said, my travels in Scotland, we got to go all these distilleries and stuff and check this stuff out. So like obviously, I was in love with this stuff and like going through all the regions of Scotland. Like they have different different scotches and whiskeys for certain areas. So I got kind of turned on by that and um, drinking the fancy stuff and then trying to come back here. You get kind of spoiled going over there. Uh, but I, I mean. Don't get me wrong, like, I'll get, I'll do, like, baseline level stuff and drink that, too, so. Yeah, I mean, you got to have your, your everyday stuff. Right. You know? I mean, because some of that stuff, especially if you get over here, it gets really pricey. Over there, it's pretty cheap, but uh, trying to get it back over here, you're definitely going to pay a top dollar for it. Yeah, but that's, I mean, even, even with cigars, like, I, I smoke generally about three cigars a day, so I got to have, I got to have the, I, I, I found some some good cheap uh overruns i guess okay but um you know they're under two bucks yeah and you know they they definitely help out with um you know like if i if i want a cigar at work i don't have to worry about if i got to put it down or anything and you know but you know basically you know the daily smoker uh i don't have to worry about smoking a eight ten twelve dollar cigar all the time what's your uh what's your favorite recently you've been smoking um, I think my favorite newer cigar has got to be the tyrannical buck from okay. JSK, um, which it's just, it, it's the tyrannical buck Maduro that, that's been out for a little while. I'm actually okay. wearing the JSK shirt tonight. Nice. Um, not smoking it tonight, but you know, still, still representing, I guess. So, but that, that's gotta be my, my favorite new release so far, but I mean, we're about to, the, the market's about to get flooded with new releases. Uh, oh yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. The, uh, lately I've been on the leaf by Oscar brand. I don't know if you ever had that, but those yeah, are really, yeah. Yeah. I like that line really. Uh, they're doing good stuff and that's the one I've been smoking recently here. It's like trying to, they make like a sampler pack, but, uh, the Connecticut one they have is pretty good. Um, I've been trying a lot of those recently, so it's kind of like my favorite right now. Yeah, and I mean, you, you can't go wrong with the presentation on those either. Oh yeah, the, the sick packaging and all that stuff. So yeah, it looks really awesome. I've been putting my friends on that, like, been sending them. Me and my buddy, we got like a cigar exchange program, so I just send them stuff throughout the month or whatever. Oh, uh, nice. Kind of back and forth, you know. So, do you fuck around with Cubans much with with the amount of time that you're overseas, or do you stick with? the Nicaraguan Dominican um so overseas I'll give everyone now and again um I'm not saying Cubans are bad I just like uh I get really frustrated with my friends that are trying to get into cigar smoking and they're like hey man where are the Cubans at and I'm like dude there's plenty of cigars that aren't Cubans that you're not spending $40 a stick $30 a stick on like there's $5 sticks out there there's $10 sticks out there that are really good um, yeah exactly so I just I don't like the whole labeling gimmicky packaging thing. Like not saying they're bad, but it's like, that's the first thing that people drive to. They act like there's nothing else better than smoking a Cuban. That's it. And it's more of like a status symbol to me than anything else. Like I'm not saying I won't smoke one, but there's plenty of sticks that I had that I can recall on that weren't Cubans that were really good. 
Oh, absolutely. No, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. Um, you know, Oh, you know, you got any cube? You're like, yeah, I do. But I mean, they're, they're not the best cigar. I mean, they're, they're, I'm sure they've got a couple that right. could be, but I mean, the run of the mill, you know, with, you know, like I said, Nicaragua, Dominican, I mean, I, I've talked about it plenty of times before, but there's so many different blends out there that you get so many different flavor profiles. Cubans are not like the, they're, they're not what they used to be. So. Right. I don't think so either. Um, it's just, there's so many uh, boutique brands out there that are really good. Like um, there's like Perdomo's, there's like a, a bunch of brands out there that I really enjoy that aren't necessarily of that genre. And like, they're really good. And I recommend them to people and, the people wouldn't know like the average the average person wouldn't know where it comes from they just want that status symbol like hey i smoked a cuban and that's yeah. it yeah exactly yeah. no that's i was actually talking last night with uh with a couple buddies uh from a beer and cigar group that i'm in uh legends um but we were talking like one guy asked he's like so what would be your you know the, the brand if you could only choose one cigar brand for the rest of your life, what would it be? And the general consensus, like it, it pretty much came down, like with all three of us, it came down between, uh, um, like crown heads, JSK and Tatuaje. Like those were the three. Uh, and for the most part, it was, uh, JSK. Like I'm, I'm still on the fence, whether it's crown heads or JSK. Um, but I gotta say like Buck, uh, the owner of JSK is, is doing everything right. And he's, he's definitely heading in the right direction. So, uh, Tatuai is a dope brand. The little monster series they have, those are all really good. Uh, I actually went to a event here about, uh, five or six months ago, but they had one and it was like, the owner was there. They had all the brands there and they were selling everything. And I bought a bunch of stuff from them. Uh, another brand is a uh, warp. Have you ever had that? Warp, Kyle, warp is good. Yeah. Kyle Gellis, man. He like, He's crushing it, and he's got, like, there's not many stores that carry his stuff, but his stuff's really good. Like, I'm telling you, I'm no. telling you to check that stuff out. It is. Like, the only thing with Warped is uh, sometimes they tend to be a little a little higher higher in the price range. Yeah, they are. Yep. But, like, I'll tell you what. Like, I got I, – I missed the first drop. Like, he, he does a uh, – it's called Drop. And yep. uh, I missed the first one. I got in on a second one. I got two boxes of the Absurd. Uh, and then I ended up doing a trade. One of my buddies got one of the, one of the first boxes. So he had three of those left. So I trade him, you know, three of the dragons for three of the absurds. Okay. I'll tell you what, man, I smoked that, that dragon's wish. And that thing was fucking phenomenal. Like I, I really wish I could have got in on that first run. Um, but it was, it was just a different, it was a different, uh, like the, 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 the spice that it had, it wasn't like the, like black pepper, you know, whatever. And I, I don't, I don't claim to have a fucking unicorn palate at all. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, my palate's pretty basic, but it was just a different spice. It was like that capsaicea spice right. where it was, it was like actual, actual, like spicy, spicy. And, but in like the best possible way, uh, just fucking delicious and burned flawless construction was fucking perfect. So, like, I, I was really happy with that. I've only smoked one of the absurds so far, and I think it was still a little young, so I'm letting yeah. them sit, and I'll, I'll revisit and see, see how it goes from there. 
Nice. Yeah, that, um, that's one of my favorite brands too. Like that would probably be one that I would stick with for a while if I had to make a choice for one solid brand that, but like, yeah, you're definitely right. Crown has got some good stuff. I really enjoy their stuff. Uh, Warp's good. Uh, I really like the Perdomo brand too. Perdomo's awesome. They're like, um, they get, they make great cigars too. Um, just kind of like I said, like whatever is your favorite cigars and when you like smoking. So yeah, just, exactly. Yeah. Depends on which, which, uh, activity you like to do. But, uh, I don't, what's a, what's your favorite place you ever smoked at? Like what place brings back memories with you? Oh shit. I don't know. I don't have any, like, uh, any exotic, any exotic places that I've smoked. I think the most exotic place that I've smoked was on the back of a cruise ship, okay. uh, which was very, very enjoyable. Um, yeah. you know, it was definitely different than, than your average, uh, you know, sitting in, sitting in a park or sitting in my garage, my studio here. Um, you know, but I, I don't know. I think, uh, I think the forest, like while camping or something is definitely, definitely up there. Okay. Just the, the, the peaceful serenity kind of meditative, like extra meditative qualities that it has. Like if you're just out in the middle of nowhere and just enjoying the cigar and that's basically all that's on your mind, like that's all you're doing. Like, I, I think like, regardless of the surroundings, I think that's the best way to enjoy a cigar period. Right. Is when you could act like if you actually enjoy the cigar itself. Like, I mean, I, I definitely love the social aspect of it. Right. Um, but yeah, like I, I think, uh, like to, to truly get the most out of a cigar, if you're by yourself and in a nice relaxing atmosphere, you're going to get the most out of it. But, uh, you know, most of the time I definitely do prefer the, the social aspect of it. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think as far as favorite goes, uh, overall would probably be just by myself. Yeah. And it's reflecting. Definitely, it's definitely like a peaceful thing about that. Um, I'd say for me, probably, uh, I don't know if you ever seen like old submarine movies when, uh, before they about to dive the ship, they have this, uh, area called the sail and then it's what's called at the top. It's called the bridge. Right. So what we'll do is sometimes we'll go up there and we'll have a cigar, uh, on top of the submarine right there while we're out in the middle of the ocean. You know, that's like one of the coolest things. Oh, I could imagine like that would definitely be something, uh, like if they ever do any tours or something like that, that would be fucking phenomenal yeah. I, I could only imagine how how amazing that could be so it's just like you and another person like you and your buddy up there sitting there looking like vast miles of ocean can't see any land near the middle of the ocean you're sharing sharing a cigar you know up there uh it's great it's a great experience man like um i always tell people it's like the travel aspect of my life is i've been through the air but i've been underwater too and not many people can re- really experience both of that you know so yeah very fortunate and uh that's for, for for sure that's probably that's probably my favorite place i've ever smoked at you know a lot of good experiences up there yeah uh, i think i think for good reason yeah so um, yeah I, I usually bring this thing here too um this case uh it's actually a travel humidor it's made by uh warfighter tobacco here and nice. uh, on the inside of it, on the inside of it, 
Yeah. You got everything in here, like your display case. Uh, you carry your cutter, lighter. Yeah, man. And that stuff's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I met him. He was, uh, was I, I think it was like when they were first starting out, but yeah. dude, was, dude was basically driving from, uh, I think, Texas to Boston uh, and just hitting all the shops that he could hit. And, right. uh, you know, he, I happened to be at the shop that he stopped at, uh, in Maryville, uh, karma. And, uh, I ended up talking to him for a little bit, right. you know, uh, he, he gave me a few samples and, uh, like I was, I was pretty impressed, man. They, they make some good cigars. Yeah. They do a lot of good stuff and they've been doing the, um, cigars for warrior stuff. So if you buy stuff from them and donate bills, send them to guys overseas. So I think that's pretty cool too. Yeah. So, um, obviously being military, I'll support that any day of the week, you know? Yeah. That's, uh, every year on, uh, I'm on cigar geeks, cigargeeks.com. Um, we have a guy that runs a uh, cigars for troops. It's basically, you know, cigars for warriors, but he does it on his own. Like we, we have, you know, just about everybody on the site ships him a care package. And then, uh, people could suggest, uh, you know, groups to send it to, uh, uh, to different bases and whatnot, and he'll try to get, you know, to those, you know, send packages to, to those specific people or, um, you know, just he'll, whatever random, random destinations that come up, like, and That's we, awesome. every year we get, um, I think last year, I think last year we pulled over 2,000 cigars. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's impressive. Yeah. And he's running it by himself? Yeah, he does it by himself. Everybody sends everything to him, and then he, he, partitions everything out into uh like you know basically even packages and everybody's like a lot of people send cutters and lighters and stuff like that too uh you know so it's not just cigars um so yeah it's it's definitely been like I, i've been on geeks for i don't know about i want to say six seven years uh and every year that that donation pile just gets bigger and bigger it's it's awesome that's awesome so, man you have to when you guys do that let me know i'll definitely chip in on that thing all right, oh, right on. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that that on top of um, you know, like cigars for warriors. Most shops have a have a box for cigars for warriors, which is always uh, it's always nice to you know if you if you got a few extra bucks, you could buy an extra cigar and throw it in there, and you know. Yeah, the uh, brick and mortar uh, cigar international in Pennsylvania, they do the same thing. So you can shop around, buy stuff, and then you could drop whatever's in a whatever you want in this big case they have, and they'll send it out for the troops and stuff. Yeah. So pretty cool so um all right so so we were referred to each other by by tattered beans yeah uh i i could only assume that you are you are signed up on tattered beans yeah i'm not i'm not signed up as a actual rep um i've, I've bought coffee from them try to help uh the guys who do have sites up and i love their stuff i usually buy it for all my guys at work so we got like a big coffee area, so that's the stuff we carry. We got K cups of that, you know, that kind of stuff. So, uh, just so we're carrying that stuff, that's uh, and the guys, the guys behind it seem really legit, you know. So I like supporting that company, buying stuff from them because I think uh, oftentimes you get kind of lost in the big corporations and people don't have much of a message. They just want you to buy their product, but these these guys, I go by feeling they all seem legit, like legit people, you know. Yeah, that's I. I mean, I talked to him. It, it's been a it's been a couple months now since since we recorded, but uh, you know, like he definitely makes it a point to to make it well known. Like he's he's not just tugging on the heartstrings of of the public of hey, we're a vet company, you should help us. You know, right. um, 
Like I, I, I think it's really amazing what he's doing where, I mean, in all reality, like he's getting, he's getting a dollar a bag, but the, you know, the, the recipients getting four, you right. know, that's, that, that's impressive. So. Yeah. And it's not often you have a company that's going to actually like pay you to do that. Um, a lot of these companies take, take more than they should from a lot of the people that are selling the stuff. So it's nice to see a company that kind of balances that out and makes it worth your while to actually sell product, you know? Yeah. So that's, I, I definitely enjoyed talking to him. Um, so how did, did, did you guys end up meeting somewhere or did you find tattered beans, uh, somewhere uh, else or so there's this veterans workout. Um, it's, uh, at the warehouse gym actually in Reading, Pennsylvania. It's put on by, uh, Rob Bailey and Danny Lynn Bailey. And, uh, they're some of the most awesome people you ever meet, but, uh, they host this event. Uh, it's called the veterans outreach workout. And they have all these veteran-owned companies that help come help support the event and raise money for uh, raise money for veterans. Uh, Tattered Beans was one of the groups that were there, so we kind of linked up through that. And I, I tried their product; I really enjoyed it. And uh, still, like through that experience, we just linked up and like I bought some of his stuff, and then he gave me some free product, and I, I had my guys at work try it, and they love it. You know, was it was that this past year that you got? Yeah, that was him. just this past month here. It was like right in that that time frame. Yeah, that's right. Because I I remember when when they told me to to look you up when I went to your Instagram, like you had a bunch of pictures from I I'm guessing it was that event. Yeah, it uh, was where it was just you know it looked like a couple thousand couple thousand people all packed into a gym and yeah. and getting to it, man. Just lifting weights and like hanging out. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of great people that come to that event and. Uh, you just kind of form relationships because uh, they do it every year. So you see some new people, you see some of the same old people, but like we all kind of use that event to link up again and like have a big uh, camaraderie because the military is one of those things where uh, after you leave, you kind of feel that brotherhood or sisterhood is kind of gone, you know? So um, we call use that as a common experience to get together and uh, I'm still active duty. So I still get to form those kind of relationships, but after you're out, man, uh, I always kind of say nobody kind of gives a fuck about you. Uh, not saying everybody in general, but, you know, the Navy's not going to check up on you after you're gone, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's up to you to kind of form those relationships with people yourself um, when you get out so you have them, that camaraderie so you don't feel like you don't have anything to belong to. Yeah. Yeah, it's – I mean, I haven't experienced it myself, um, but I've got – I got uh, two cousins, they're brothers. Uh, they were both in the Marines. And, uh, you know, one of, them, one of them came out better than the other, you know. Um, but, um, so, yeah, I've, I've seen a little bit of it, but personally, no. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I hear a lot of stories, like, I mean, especially listening to different podcasts and whatnot, you hear different experiences from, from, um, you know, retired and, and whatnot. And it's yeah. a lot, a lot of the stories that you hear aren't good. Right. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on too, man. Like, um, people like to romanticize it and things like that, but it's, it's tough, you know? Um, there's times where you're, you're gone for six plus months at a time and you're not talking to anybody, you're not seeing your family, you know? So those relationships you have with the people that are with you are important. And, uh, some people it's kind of like either makes you or breaks you, you know? Um, the real big thing is I set up, say, set up the transition for when you get out, you know, because 
you're not going to be in the military forever. Um, it's important you make friends outside of that and you have those connections outside of the military because once you get out, it's kind of you up to in your own to form your own life. And uh, like I said, most times, like, uh, once you get out the Navy or in the military in general, people aren't going to care that you were in, you know. Yeah. It's, they might it might get a here, thank you for your service now and then, but, you know, uh, life does go on, and it's a big thing to make sure that you're well-adjusted when you do get out. Yeah. So, Strongman, mm-hmm. how long have you been doing that? Uh, I'd say I'm in mean, a five years, five-year split for that now, doing it for five years. Um, I would say nowhere am I anywhere a competitive guy. I've done a few competitions, but I'm not a strongman expert. I don't claim to be. Uh, I just do it for fun. It's, uh, I mean, I always say, like, lifting cars is cool, pulling airplanes, <laughs> all that shit is fun. So it's, it's a good – it's a good activity and it keeps me active, you know, but, uh, I would by no means consider myself a professional. I just enjoy it and I have fun. Oh, Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, me and podcasting, I'm definitely not, not a professional and I, I don't plan on, uh, making this my full-time job at all. So, right. you know, I, I do it for fun. I, I do it because I get to talk to people like you. Uh, you know, I, I've talked to, uh, a lot of a lot of cool people that I never would have if it wasn't for you know starting this hobby. So no man, it's cool. Like uh, I think it's uh, I think it's an awesome thing that you're doing, like making these connections with people, and then like you form these different relationships, and you find out how small the world actually is with a lot of people that you get to meet. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And uh, I mean, just by like saying the tattered beans connection, I got in touch with you, and then I'm sure we know some of the same people, and it's, it's a small circle especially when you're getting to smoking these things and people that like that. And then they're like, Oh, I found you through this guy. You know, that, that kind of stuff makes stuff happen, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's, uh, I'm in, no, I, I'm in too many different cigar groups as it is. Uh, and there's, there's always, there's always more to join, but I, you know, one of, one of my buddies, uh, in one of the groups, uh, he made, he made my ashtray that I don't have in my little section here now. Yeah. It's outside of my plastic, plastic off area. <laughs> but um uh from the MHC uh he um he makes these wooden ashtrays that he electrifies the wood and you know gets like a lightning burn on them but um like he he asked me he's like yeah I'm part of this other group you know are you interested in joining I was like man you know honestly like I don't I don't, I wouldn't be able to participate like I would want to you know right. so it's like maybe maybe later but not not right now so that's that's the thing about this community too is like a lot of people hit me up on instagram or anything else and they'll ask me like hey give me some cigar recommendations and that kind of stuff and then you form those different relationships over over different cigars and those people kind of like reach back out to you say hey what are you smoking so that's a, a connection that you have with people and they reach out to you for a lot of stuff so i think that's pretty cool about social media right there yeah dude and uh social media mixed with the cigar culture like true cigar culture is fucking amazing. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've never seen so much generosity and, uh, you know, for lack of better terms, just like, just, just care for other people, uh, than I have in the cigar industry or the, the cigar community. So. Yeah. What, uh, what kind of got you into smoking? Um, I guess what got me into, like the actual like hobby of it was my dad got into cigars. 
So whenever he was in town or we would go out to visit him, he'd give us a handful and it was usually, um, you know, like a handful of punch and Fuentes and yeah. uh, Mac noodles and stuff. Every once in a while, you know, here, here's a, here's a couple of Cubans. Um, and you know, I would smoke those and then just slowly it, it turned into what it is now to where it's uh it's a big part of my life. You know, right. I've, I've got a, I got a pretty decent collection. Um, and you know, I've, I've got an awesome hobby and, I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, now, now instead of, uh, baseball cards or football cards, now it's, now it's cigars. Yeah, man. It's definitely, uh, I always tell people before you get into it, realize how expensive it, it's going to get you. Uh, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I got, my big thing was like growing up as a kid, you thought you knew what cigars were and like, you always smoke. Like, I remember just being like smoking like trash stuff that <laughs> not knowing was yeah swisher sweets swisher sweets <laughs> black and uh, miles or something yep yeah uh, and uh then you kind of graduated and then you learn learn some what cigars were how to smoke them that kind of stuff and uh i think a lot of people are intimidated i think that's why they kind of just stay away from it is because there's the cigar snob community where it's like they tell you what you should smoke and what you shouldn't and uh i don't know i'm i'm never judgmental when it comes to that man i'm like Hey, this is what I like. If you like it, great. If not, so be it, right? I just recommend these people what I like, but I tell them also they don't have to like it as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on your own. That's I mean, acids are like the number one selling cigar brand uh in the States, possibly the world. I I I honestly can't remember right now. But I mean, I, I won't smoke acids anymore. Right. Um, I, I used to back in the day, but yeah, I don't yeah. do it anymore. Yeah. And I don't knock anybody who does, um, right. you know, if anybody, anybody joins any of the communities that, that, that I'm in and, oh yeah, you know, I like, I like the blondies and I like the, you know, like the Gurkhas and you know, this and that, um, you know, Hey, more power to you, man. Just like you were saying about the whiskey, smoke what you like. Um, yeah. but that, that, like you mentioned, uh, when I asked about the, the craft whiskeys, um, you know, that's, I, I was going to say, I, I have a hard time buying craft whiskeys, like getting into, you know, the unknown in the whiskey world, but right. I'm the first motherfucker to jump on a limited release cigar, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's, it's kind of bass backwards that way, you know, like, like those, uh, like the drop cigars, or I, I bought a box of, uh, the crown head sanctuary that are, that they only came out with like 400 boxes for a store in Nashville. Right. Um, you know, like shit like that. I'm, I'm all over it. Right. You know, jumping in blind, but you know, for something that's considerably cheaper <laughs> right. uh, than a box of cigars, you know, picking up a, a 35 or $40 bottle of uh craft whiskey, I, I cringe. So I, I don't know. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to jump in a little bit with that. Well, I think you sold me on the Stogie bird thing. I think I'm going to check that out, man. Um, that's definitely something I'm kind of, I've been always curious about. I think I'm just going to go ahead and pull the trigger on it and fucking order one, see how it is. Yeah, dude, I I enjoy it. Uh, yeah. Plus, I, plus that community itself is is pretty good. Uh, the the Stogie Bird Club on on Facebook, you know, that's a that's a good group of people. Yeah, um, because I mean, I obviously spend that much and money a month on buying sticks, brick and mortar stuff, but I definitely want to check it out. I've heard some good recommendations and stuff, and people told me they liked it. So, um, I know a couple of channels I've seen do reviews on it. And they said their stuff's really good. So, I think I'm gonna go give it give it a try. Yeah, it's I've done a couple of unboxing videos. Um 
but yeah, that's I. I'm in I'm in two cigar of the month clubs, and that's uh, Stogie Bird and the Janice Tobac. And I was telling somebody at work about it. He's like, "Damn, so that's uh, you know, with the the two of them, I think it's like eighty bucks a month." Yeah, uh, yeah. He's like, "Damn, dude, eighty bucks a month on cigars? <laughs> Shit, that ain't that ain't all of it, you know." No, man, that, that ain't it. That ain't yeah. I go to I go to the store and I'll freaking I'll go to a cigar shop and I'll I'll spend that like like nobody's business, you know. Yeah. It's not really hard to do, especially you start getting those big eyes and you see stuff and you're like, man, I haven't had that before. And then before you know it, it's like you're like two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars in, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. So eighty dollars uh, a month is definitely okay with me. So like with with uh, you know, so. Brick and mortar and, and and online. Where do you stand with that? Uh, do you you do both, or do you try to support the brick and mortar more? Um. So I got some buddies. Uh, there's a guy who owns a a store, uh, right down the street. It's called uh, Primo Cigars. It's really awesome. Uh, he's a retired Coast Guard uh, member. Uh, opened up a cigar shop. It's brick and mortar. So I definitely try to go there and support him. But there's stuff online that I get too. So. I just kind of mix it up, you know, but I do like to support the local guys because I just want to make sure, like, they do well and at least do my part, you know. Uh, I tend to stay away from kind of like the big corporate brands. Uh, not to say that I don't enjoy their stuff, but they already have people that kind of – that are always going to be loyal to them. Yeah. So I figure they don't really need my money. Uh, I'd rather give it to the guy that's out there hustling, trying to get his shop off the ground, you know, and – um I'd rather support that kind of group, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like that's, I mean, where, where I stand is, uh, you know, I definitely support the, the, the locals uh, a lot more. Uh, but, and with that being said, like even not, not local to me, but local elsewhere, because so many, so many shops have opened up online ordering to right. where you could still buy online at online prices through a local shop. So that local shop is getting the business instead of, you know, CI or famous or, you know, anything like that. There's a, there's a guy out in Colorado, uh, summit cigars. I don't know if you ever checked him out, but he does like a great selection for you. He's a local shop there and he got, he has online ordering. He like tailors your whole selection. Like you tell him what you like and he'll pick you out a number of sticks that you want and he'll recommend, recommend like all sorts of brands and he'll give them to you. He'll email you the list of what he's sending and that stuff's amazing. That that brand is awesome. Like that guy's a hundred percent like upfront. He tailors your your package to you, and he sends it to you. And it's every experience I've had with them is amazing. Summit Cigars. I would definitely check him out. Yeah, it's, I, I think I've heard of them. Uh, I haven't I haven't gone there yet, but uh, I'll definitely have to check it out. Yeah, I like I like the way he, I like the way he interacts with you. He interacts with a bunch of people, just helping them out and. I, I really dig that brand. Uh, just dig the stuff they, they do for the actual consumer. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's, I mean, I generally, I generally try out most stuff from a brick and mortar and then find what I like. And, you know, uh, I kind of, I kind of split it almost half and half. Like, it, you know, when I buy quantity, uh, like if I'm going to buy a box of something, I'll, you know, kind of half the time I'll buy it from the B&M, half the time I'll find it online. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I guess it's pretty situational, but I, I definitely still try to support the B&M more than, more than the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's important, especially in what we do, uh, 
kind of getting those guys off the ground because those guys have a lot. They tailor more their selection brand and they're not what's like popular at the moment. So like these usually the brick and mortar guys know all the stuff that's carried in their shop. What vice what the other brands is like I've walked in some uh, places like big internet places that are also brick and mortars and big corporations. They'll tell you like I like hey man what about this brand and they'll tell you like don't smoke that because they're getting certain commission or whatever off of selling one brand. So yeah, the brick and mortar guys will rec- like the local mom and pops will recommend some stuff that they like vice what they're going to get extra money for selling, you know? Plus if you're a regular, they're going to get to know you and you know, if they get something new in that they think is going to be up your alley, you know, Hey, check this out. Right. You know, exactly. you, yep. You're not going to get that, you know, while, while clicking on a web page. So, um, so the videography, yeah. um, so you, you have a, like, I, it, it was your newest post on Instagram, but yep. the, uh, the women's rugby. Um, yeah. Uh, so I got involved in that. Uh, there's a few of them that train at my gym, uh, here and, uh, I kind of always been into photography videos and that kind of stuff. And, um, decided to link up with them and start doing it. Um, uh, the, the team's called Norfolk storm. They're a women's rugby sh- team here, uh, local mixed to like military, uh, Obviously, uh, they have regular jobs during the day, but then they go beat each other's ass on the pitch during the weekend. So these are some tough girls. They're awesome, awesome to be around, great team. Uh, they do a lot of cool stuff here throughout the community, but they also travel and participate in some of the biggest rugby tournaments. The one we did this weekend was Cape Fear, uh, Wilmington area. That's probably one of the biggest rugby tournaments in the country. There's also one in Savannah, Georgia during St. Patrick's Day weekend. As you can imagine, that turns into a complete mess. <laughs> so uh, that's fun too. Uh, but there's a, there's not many sports that are well inclusive like rugby. Um, it's uh, you can go beat each other's ass on a, a weekend, and then you go drink at the bar right after. So uh, all they do is require you you know how to play. If not, they'll teach you how to play, and then you can have a beer afterwards, even if you don't want to play. You know, so yeah, a great sport. Um, it's a bunch of tough girls bunch of tough people that play it it's a a very very interesting sport and i hope it catches on throughout the country it just hasn't seemed to catch on here yeah but, we uh, got we, we've got a couple of uh a couple of local clubs um okay. uh, that, that have been around for a while and you know there's a couple more popping up um but i'm i'm definitely in no shape to 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 give it a shot like i i'm 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 gonna try to work on that because i've um, uh, last year I, I did keto for a while yeah. and, you know, I, I was happy with the results and I, you know, then went on vacation, you know, well, got married, went on vacation, kind of right. fell off the wagon and everything's back and I'm lazy. And you know, so, um, you know, got, got to get back into it. Uh, I just, I, I went to my first jujitsu class. Uh, you like that? uh, it was pretty neat. Uh, it was fucking exhausting and uh, intense for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked it. Um, so I think I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to go again, um, uh, either tomorrow or Thursday and, uh, do that and then decide if I'm going to, if I'm going to like really get into it or kind of part time it. Cause it's either, uh, like 145 bucks a month from yeah. limited 
or like 30 bucks a class. So if, if I feel like I'm actually going to utilize it, unlike my gym membership that I've been paying for, for probably three years and I could probably count on my hands and toes how many times I've gone. Um, uh, if, if I feel like I'm actually going to utilize the the unlimited jujitsu classes, then I'm I'm definitely going to do that and kind of force myself to uh, to do it. So that's why that's why I like uh, the unconventional workouts of strongman, you know, because it's kind of like it breaks up the monotony of being at the gym, right? Because like nobody wants to go there, like, oh, today we're going to do arm curls or we're going to do this shit, right? Like, no, today we're going to pick up a fucking car, like, yeah, that's the kind of shit that I enjoy, or like. It just breaks up like the gym's not boring and it's not not something I feel like I have to do uh, based on that, you know. Um, but you'll be surprised with rugby, man. There's a lot of guys that like people look at and they're like, oh, that dude's out of shape. But like that dude moves faster than most people. Yeah. And he, like it's like a, a wrecking ball coming at you, like 300 pounds of dude flying at you and just running you over. And rugby, like anybody who plays that sport, uh, my hat's off to you because it's a it's a tough thing, man. It's yeah. a very, very physically demanding sport, and there's there's no pads in that thing, so it's just bodies flying at each other all over the place, and then you get beat up. Yeah. So that's um. Shit, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, uh, the the switching up the the exercise and whatnot. Have you have you heard of a, a guy named Pat McNamara? Uh, uh, name sounds familiar. Not too. I, I don't know if I'm too keen on that, but um, I think I've heard the name before. Uh, T Max Inc. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, like combat strength training and yeah. and whatnot. But you know, the world is your gym. Like that outlook, and uh, just basically finding anything around you to use to to work out with, and you know that that reminded me. I I had a job uh, back in the day where I had to load a machine with just uh, like lengths of wire, like straight wire. And yeah. I have to grant, like I, I ended up weighing it one day and it was like 40 pounds of wire that I would pick up and I had right. to walk up like five or six stairs and drop it in the machine and do that all day. Well, like what I started doing, like in the summer, it was like, you know, 105, 110 degrees in the warehouse. Yep. But like what I started doing, cause like at that time I was, uh, um, I, I quit drinking and I was trying to get my life on track. And what I started doing while I was at work was, uh, more than half the time, like when I, when I would grab that, like 40 pounds of wire, I would start curling it while I was walking up the stairs to put it in the machine, you yeah. know, and I, <laughs> I, I got myself in shape just doing that. And, um, you know, like watching the Pat McNamara stuff doing, you know, just, like I said, finding anything to work out with, like I, I need to get, I need to get my mindset back into that. You that's kind of, uh, that's what we do on a submarine, you know, cause it's like, we don't have rooms to have like these big gyms on. So you got to get creative, like make something like a pull up bar or like use things for weights, you know, whatever you can to stay active, like work out. So you definitely got to get creative and finding a way to stay in shape and uh, do that when you're underwater for six months at a time. So that's a, uh, it definitely makes you more resourceful and figuring sh- stuff out. So like you become like this workout MacGyver, like making a sort of contraptions <laughs> and shit so you can fucking try to try to stay in shape the best you can. Yeah. That's right now I'm a crane operator. So I'm in a cab crane and my space is extremely limited, but 
like I've, I've like looked around, like there's, there's nowhere in the cab that I could actually grab and like do pull-ups. Cause I like, that's one thing that I was looking, looking for to do, because that's about the only thing that I would have space to do. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even have space to do pushups or anything. Um, but like, I, I thought about like trying to find some, um, you know, super strong magnets yep. that, that I could, uh, that I could put on the ceiling or something. But, um, I definitely, I definitely need to do something, um, which is, you know, uh, another reason why I thought it would be cool to talk to you because uh, you're you're the you're the motivational type and you know that's that sounds like it's right up your alley to to tell people to fucking get their shit together. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a, it's a fine balance, you know. Like I'm not one of those guys that's gonna eat uh, chicken and vegetables every day. I'm also that guy that's not gonna eat junk food every day. I mean, I smoke, you know, I drink, I do that kind of stuff. But I, I think I have a fine balance to where those things lie. Um, I'm not gonna stop smoking cigars like people always come at me and they're like well if you like to work out so much why do you like to smoke i'm like i enjoy what i do man i'm gonna smoke like i don't, I don't want one of those people to tell people they shouldn't do that i just think if you balance it out right i think it's okay you know um, yeah one of those things is like i feel like people co go to go to extreme one end of the other and it's like they don't allow themselves to like have fun and enjoy what they're doing right like so there's nothing wrong with having cigars. There's nothing wrong with having a glass of glass of whiskey and things like that. And like, enjoy the shit, man. Like I've known dudes that have worked out their whole lives and get hit by a fucking car or like just pass out and die. And they haven't enjoyed yeah. anything in life. And, but like, yeah, you had a really look, good looking corpse. But you're fucking <laughs> dead, you know? So uh, that's just one of those things where you kind of have to, you got to keep some sanity in your life, man. And, um, I know people that go extremely hard to look, to look a certain way, but they don't enjoy themselves when it get down to the root of it. Like it's just becomes the daily chore for them to look this way and they don't have any fun, you know? And I think that's a poor, a poor decision when it comes into uh, what you're trying to do, because eventually we're not all, we're not making it out of this. We're all going to die. You're going to all have a situation that you're not going to be able to come out of. So you might as well have a smoke have a good drink, you know, enjoy the, enjoy the stuff while you're here. Yeah. That's, um, you know, like when, when I was doing keto, it's like, you could drink as much whiskey as you want when you're, when you're in keto, you know, there's no, right. carbs, there's, there's right. no carbs in that. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I could say that, uh, that, um, you know, definitely improved my whiskey game, uh, when, when I was on keto, right. Um, but like along those along those lines, like a, a buddy of mine, I, I had him on the show, uh, Charlie Alexander. Um, he's a, a bodybuilder slash fitness coach slash uh, like book cover model. Yeah. And like his whole life was maintaining this image and running ragged, just running all over the place nonstop, and you know, just like like you said, like the chicken and rice, like you know, chicken and vegetables all the time. Um, and then he was on, on a, uh, a book signing tour, um, and on his way home, uh, you know, ended up, I don't think it was a heart attack, but he had an episode and found out that he had, uh, uh, CHF. Right. And so like it opened up his eyes, like, all right, I'm, I'm supposed to be like this super healthy dude. Yeah and doing everything right but like what he was doing was drinking a lot of energy drinks and shit to to stay yep. awake while on the road and shit and um you know it really opened up his eyes like shit i gotta i gotta cut this shit out so 
you know, not only that, but he also realized like, all right, I, I have to enjoy life a little bit more, you know, because I, you know, I'm doing everything seemingly right. Yeah. And here my heart's only functioning at, you know, 35, 40%. Right. You know, so yeah, it's, it, 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 it's crazy when you, when you think about that shit. So those things wake you up to life and exactly what experiences you need to enjoy or not. Um, there's another guy I met that weekend at uh, the Warhouse gym, Julian Smith. He's a great guy to talk to, but he's a big, big cigar guy too. But he's a, uh, he's in the fitness industry. Guys, extremely like ripped, but he has he has a smoke every now and again, and he enjoys cigars. And like, some people give him flack for it, but he's gonna enjoy what he wants, you know. Yeah, uh, I think that's important. Well, it's on a on a completely different level. Like, I I bought a new car uh, in March. Yeah, and. You know, for the few for first few months, I didn't smoke in that car, and like I, I told my wife from the get go, she's like, "Are you gonna smoke?" And I was like, "No, not not right now." I said, "Eventually, I will." Like, you know, I'm I'm going to enjoy this car, like you know, the to the to the fullest. Like, I, you know, if I want to have a cigar in the car, I'll I'll have a cigar in the car. So right. now, every once in a while, you know, if I'm if I'm by myself driving somewhere, I'll I'll light something up, and uh, you know it. It's still got that new car smell, uh, which will which will fade eventually. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the the occasional cigar in the, in the new car isn't gonna fucking kill anybody. So no, man. And like I said, you can't take that shit with you. So might as well enjoy what you can, what you can. Yeah. So like with the with the videography, um, are you doing drone and ground? Yeah. So I do it all. Like I put the drone up in the air. I'll film with that, and I, I got it where it can set up, where it can auto-follow people. So the camera will sync up on one person. It'll just track them, and then I'll film on the ground too, and then I'll edit the footage together and compile, compile it all together and make one video, you know. That's interesting. I didn't know they could do that. Yeah, the, the drones are smart, man. Uh, <laughs> now they got the stuff where you could just highlight certain things, and they can have it just track certain people or track certain events and then fly it at certain waypoints. The drone will fly on its own and record, and you can just completely uh, do your thing on the ground, and then like compiling it all together just makes it look like one solid edit. Um, and it's a really cool thing to do. Uh, not many, not many teams have that kind of ability to do that. So I think it's something I bring to the table by using the drone and uh, like filming games and things like that. So um, it's definitely. It's definitely helped me out when it comes to uh, putting videos together. Yeah, that's uh, how's how's the editing process on that? Is that a uh, very very time consuming? I can only imagine. Yeah, it's it's I call it the most unappreciated thing in the world, right? So, uh, my pet peeve, and I'll I'll tell this while I'm while I'm on uh, while I'm on video, so I can get my message out there. My pet peeve is when uh, I film stuff and like the day of, people like ask me like, "Hey, you done with that video?" And like. <laughs> So I'll, I'll put a clip together like in a minute. I'll put a minute clip together just to give some people to have. But like editing video is the most time consuming thing. And it's so unappreciated when it comes to doing that craft. Like everybody, we come from a world where everybody wants their stuff and wants it now. And I'm okay with that. But like, I don't want to put out a shit video either. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, I also do weddings and stuff. And weddings, while it's great, but it, it's definitely time consuming as well. Like 
you, you want to give the couple something good and uh, you want to make sure they're happy with it. So it takes a lot of time to make, get that done. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's a process. Yeah. I could imagine that's, I mean, you know, like it, like I told you before we started, uh, you know, I don't really edit anything. I, I cut the front and end and, yep. you know, add the intro outro, um, you know, unless there's any, any like connection issues or anything like that, I'll edit that. But, uh, you know, and it's, it's not because I'm lazy, but you know, it's because I don't want anybody to get the impression that, you know, I'm doctoring the conversation at all. Oh, I got you. Yeah, that makes sense. But like I have friends that do a lot of audio editing for their shows. Yeah. Uh, just, just like, you know, they, they'll end up having like a lot of dead air or whatnot. Like one, one of them is a, a trivia podcast. So, you know, question and answer, you know, they'll, they'll pause it while they're doing their answers and whatnot. So that, you know, it's not just a lot of dead, dead air. Um, it's trivia rogues. But, I enjoy, I enjoy the raw stuff, man. It just makes more of a, like a natural thing, you know, like two people talking, you know, and it's like not a whole lot of fluff. And sometimes I think for that, it's probably the better, better part of the conversation, you know? Yeah. So, you know, the, you know, like you said, the raw, the raw conversation where it's not doctored or, or anything. So, but yeah, I don't know. I, I like it. The, the, when I started, I did do a lot of editing, yeah. like the first couple episodes and like my, my first episode, I think it was uh, close to like three and a half hours. Yeah. And I edited it down to about two and a half hours. Yeah. And that, that took me like eight hours just to, just to do that. Yeah. yeah. And which that, I mean, it, it needed that, that episode definitely needed it. I mean, it was, yeah. it was the first episode and we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. So, right. um, but no, now like even, even editing, you know, just the little bit is, is time consuming. So that's why, you know, like video, that's gotta be exhausting. You know, it is, it's fun. I enjoy it. Uh, like I said, the first, the frustrating time is dealing with some of the people, you know, some people are really cool about it and they understand and they're kind of patient with me because they know I have like a job where I'm not always available, you know? So they know I, I still do stuff during the day and to top it off, like I'm in school, like working on my master's degree, doing all this stuff. And so they're kind of, uh, most people are pretty patient with me when it comes to doing that kind of stuff. So I don't want to give people a bad rap and saying they're all bad, but you got the, they'll select few people that like want their stuff and they want it now. Yeah. I mean, I try to please everybody the best I can, but you can't make everyone happy when it comes to that. No. So what are you, uh, what are you going for your master's for? Uh, I'm doing cybersecurity. Uh, going to do the nerdy IT field when I get, get done with all this. So, um, trying to do that, um, set myself up when I get out, you know, uh, I don't know if I'm going to like go straight diving into that when I do get out, but I, I want to have a degree. want to make sure I'm prepared for like a business, not even a business world. Just make sure I'm ready. Like if I want to get a job, I can, you know? Yeah. No, definitely. Be, definitely being smart about it for sure. I might retire and say, fuck it. I don't want to work anymore. Yeah. So who knows? So you're in the submarine a lot. Uh, you ever do anything in the water outside of the, outside of the sub or like, do you do any diving or, or anything yeah, like yeah, that? So right. Re recreational. I got my uh, scuba diving license. I got uh, certified a while ago. Um, I look, well, when I lived in Hawaii, uh, I did a, a few dives there, uh, Guam in this Island called Saipan, but I dove in a lot of those places. So I got certified scuba diver a while and I've been doing that for 
at least what 14 15 years now good so i've been doing that for a while i enjoy it it's awesome uh yeah. but uh yeah like we do we do stuff in the middle of the ocean too so we'll like uh surface the submarine and what we'll do is have a swim call and we'll all get off the boat and we swim around the submarine and uh have fun out there it's pretty awesome pretty awesome thing to do all right so how how big is the bridge area uh so the submarine itself uh the bridge area is 17 feet with the whole boat being 50 feet total so the bridge area is a small portion of that the what you see below the water line is a big portion of the submarine uh so impressive out of the water this thing is uh thousands of tons in size uh 300 plus feet in length and so you don't really get appreciation until you see it out of the water and you realize how big this thing is how you drive it through the ocean right so looking at looking at it driving by you're like oh that's a submarine it doesn't look that impressive but when you see it outside of the water it's very so like the reason i ask like all right so you got a 17 foot area where you guys could congregate when you're when you're above the surface so how do you how does it get decided who gets to go out and have a cigar and who has to stay inside? So that's kind of one of the things is uh, you kind of wait your turn. You know, they get this area where um, you got to call up and they got to ask permission to go up there. And cause there's a lot of people that are up there already standing watch and doing their jobs. So you kind of have to uh, wait your turn in line. And it's not really, uh, unless you're the CEO, the captain of the boat, you kind of got to just wait your turn. And then, uh, you ask permission to go up, you go up, you do uh, a few few minutes up there. I mean, if if you go late at night, it's the best time to go because there's nobody really awake except the people that are up there, and that's it. So usually the times I go are at nighttime because I can get as much time to smoke as I want to. Yeah, the, the view at night's got to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, the last ride I did, actually, that's why I went up there during the nighttime, and I got to stay up there as long as I wanted to and had a cigar you know, and just talked about, talked about the ride, talked to the guys about how things were going on. But yeah, I, sm I smoked it there probably for an hour and a half, just yeah. hanging out there, uh, just talking to the people, you know? So yeah, that, I, I just thought about that when we were, when we were talking and, um, yeah, <laughs> with how, how many people are on, are on the boat? Uh, so it depends, but like you got a typical crew about 150. So it's like 150 people, in uh, a 300 foot, 300 plus foot metal tube that's only like 30, 30 feet wide, you know, not really big. And you all got to get along with each other. You all sleep in the same area roughly. You all eat in the same area. Uh, there's one washer and dryer on the whole submarine for everybody. Jeez. Yeah. I, hope it's, I hope it's industrial size. Yeah, it is. It's all not right. that big. No, it's really not that big, but you have different laundry days that you do laundry on and uh it's your family for six months and you try to get along with each other best you can you know yeah yeah it's a it's a definite it's a definite environment like i think you got to be a little crazy to do it oh for sure <laughs> that's i mean hell uh <laughs> there, there's only uh there's only a certain number of people on, on the world that do it and right you know i, I can't imagine it it ends well for everybody no not uh now, some people, some people can't get used to it. Some of those people, like, find out they go to the boat and they're like, ah, this is not for me. It's not what I want to do. Some people love it. Some people don't, you know. So what happens if somebody, uh, 
like has like a mental breakdown halfway through the deployment? Uh, usually there's a situation we get them off the boat and you don't really see them again. They kind of do their own thing. We get them off the submarine and cause a lot of stuff we do can't afford to be ruined for, uh, that kind of stuff. So if they're not fit to be on the boat, we used to get them off as quick as possible. So do they bring like a replacement to uh, uh, kind of swap out or uh, you just make do, make do with less, you know, uh, that's kind of the submariner's motto is like, you get the, you get the mission done no matter what. So even if it's, uh, even if it's hard to do, you just get it done. Cause I imagine something like, like a situation like that, like everybody's got, you know, a specific job to do. Like I, yeah. I imagine it's gotta be pretty taxing if you're, if you're, uh, undermanned. Yeah, it is. It gets a little rough when you're undermanned like that, but you try to make do with what you can. No, yeah. uh, it's pretty tough. All right. So, so uh, have you had any any crazy experiences while on the boat that that you could uh, you could talk about or no? Uh, I mean, there's some stuff like some stuff I can discuss. You know, uh, the craziest thing that we normally do, um, and it's just like the stuff you kind of see on TV. But like, uh, the boat does what's called an emergency blow. Uh, the submarine will go out of the water really fast into the ocean and jump up. You see, I don't know, you've probably seen it on TV before, uh, where this like big thing jumps out of the water, takes a crazy angle up and splashes down. That's always an interesting thing for people to get to do. Um, a lot of stuff, uh, like I said, we're called the silent service. We don't get to really talk about much because, uh, what we do is kind of like highly classified, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we have fun down there. It's just like one big mixed-up family. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't know, definitely, definitely not the same extent because we all get to go home at the end of the day. But, you know, like at, at work, like at pretty much any job that I've had, it's, uh, you know, you develop those friendships and, you know, the, the work relationships, that's, that's got to be just a, a completely different magnitude, you know, on, on, on the boat. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Sitting in a uh, in a Panthers chair. Are you a yeah. uh, are you a big uh, Panthers fan? Yeah, I am. I definitely uh, I definitely get into that. Uh, definitely like the the sports. I was North Carolina born and raised, so I kind of experienced through that, and uh, also just uh, being a being a North Carolina guy, kind of root for the home teams and stuff like that. But I'm kind of dis- disconnected from the sports world, at least when I'm gone. You know. So you don't really get to see a lot of that stuff happen. One of the many of the scores and stuff like that till you get back. So what's your uh, what's your average deployment now? Um, um. So like the based on the ones I've done, uh, usually the ones you experience are like they could be anywhere from six months to nine months, just depending on what you're doing. Uh, they do vary in time length. Uh, we always use the phrase like "Simper Gumby, stay flexible, you know, because they, they can change, it can change in a moment's notice. So you don't really know how it's going to go. So like you, you, you definitely do a good job of occupying your time when you're, when you're not in the water. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, it does, it does vary from time to time, like exactly what you get into. Um, how, how you're going to deal with deployment and things like that. 
All right. Um, you got you got plenty of tattoos. Yeah. Um, so how you got two full sleeves? Um, okay. So what did, do you? Are you completely covered, or um, you, you still got open canvas to paint, or what? Uh, not really much anymore. Uh, it's kind of what I've been doing uh, since I've dealt with the world. Is uh, I'm just gonna move in here real quick. Sorry. Um, no worries. Yeah. Um, as far as like dealing with uh, dealing with the tattoo stuff, the Navy policy is probably like the most relaxed you've had. Um, they they kind of just give you free room to deal with whatever. Uh, the only thing is you can't really tattoo your head and uh, you can kind of go from there. Like you can get a small one on your neck. I don't have one on my neck yet, but uh, um, anything else is pretty much fair game. No, I've, I've always said no neck, no neck tattoos till I won the yeah. lottery. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you got to kind of stay safe from that because um, there's certain things that where people are accepted of it and it's still not acceptable all the way around. It just depends on where you go. Yeah, it's it 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 seems like it's trending in the right direction as far as that goes, but yeah, yeah definitely still some some um some negativity to the to the art form, I guess. Yeah, it's not as uh it's not accepted out everywhere. Some people kind of like uh knock it a little bit and it's kind of one of those things where you, you kind of have to just uh stay flexible in the actual genre of doing it. Like it's cool. Uh some people like it, some people don't, but uh I definitely enjoy it. And sailors, we kind of started this whole thing. So uh, <laughs> it's one of those things where I'll keep doing it. Um, and uh, I've always been told like, how many are you going to get? And I'm like, the real answer is, I don't know. I don't know. How yeah. Many yeah. <laughs> so, it, it also all depends on how you look at it. Like your, your arm could be six different tattoos, but it all ends up being one, you know? Right. Yeah. And um, I mean, I've, I've been tattooed since I was 13. Uh, obviously not legally but uh um yeah i've been getting them since i was a kid really and then kind of just got 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 addicted to it it's definitely an addictive habit yeah yeah for sure so i could i could only imagine being being a world traveler and whatnot um so are you are you picky about like do you have like a certain artist that you go to all the time or have you uh visited certain shops that you look forward like that you knew of ahead of time that like all right yeah i'm gonna go go here and get something or is it is it kind of random yeah it could be it could be random totally random like when it comes to that stuff uh i know i kind of switch it up uh i just started getting tattooed locally here uh recently um there's a girl amy that tattoos me she does really great traditional stuff she did all the work that i got on my hands my fingers and then uh a lot of that kind of stuff but i mean i've been I kind of do a thing where we pull in somewhere. So like I've been tattooed in Norway, Scotland, England, um, France, like every, every port that I've hit, I've gotten a tattoo somewhere. So all these things mean something to me as far as the experience where it's the actual art themselves are where I got it at. So, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I, I've got a few, it's been way too long. Like you said, it's, it's addictive. Like I, I, I haven't had anything done in probably 15 years. But yep. it's still like all the time. It's like, man, I need to get a new one, you know. Right. Um, and I and I'm still, uh, not not necessarily by choice, but uh, I'm still like, if if I'm wearing pants and a shirt, you're not gonna know that I've got anything. Uh, right. If it was if it was up to me, I'd I'd probably be completely covered. Uh, yep. But yeah, just haven't gotten there yet. 
No, nah, but you get a t- uh, you get a tattoo like uh, we joke around with this one. Um, this one's uh, the Dear John letter. Uh, I got that one. You get it for when your girlfriend breaks up with you while you're at boot camp. So that's yeah. happened to a majority of us. So it's kind of like a rite of passage. You know, when we get that kind of stuff when you go through that experience. Yeah. Uh, certain tattoos I have on me mean like how many nautical miles you traveled in a ship uh, based on where you've been. Certain are kind of identifiers on that. So it, they all they all mean something to me. Like I said, where the location I got them at or the experience I went through to get it, you know. Right on. Yeah. So they definitely do tell a story. Yeah, that's um, – I mean, I've, I've got – I got a Reaper – I got a leopard gecko. Uh, I got a few Calvin and Hobbs and a, and a pinup. Nice. So, but yeah, to me, they, they all have meaning like the, the leopard gecko. I, I used to breed leopard geckos and the, the leopard gecko that I have on my chest. That's the first one that I hatched. Um, but yeah, I mean, all, all of them have, have a meaning and uh, not everyone's going to understand it, but. Right. And that, I mean, that's the thing is like, uh, people feel like they have to justify their tattoos to the world. Like I got people that I knew a dude that had a Bacardi bat tattooed on him because he liked Bacardi. And like, I mean, people just tattoo whatever the fuck they want. Like, I, I don't care. I don't judge people's tattoos. Like if it means something to you, man, get it. Like, yeah, I think people kind of try to take it like they're doing brain surgery and they're like, Oh, I got to get this perfect. And I'm like, <laughs> man, just get what you want. And, um, like I said, nobody's going to really care when you're old anyway. It's not going to really matter. Um, and then everybody has to make some, make some big production. out getting a tattoo. I'm like, dude, just get whatever you want. It doesn't really matter. Like justifying your tattoos to the world is not the point. The point is you're like expressing yourself in the way you want to. Yeah. I think, I think the only time that I've ever uh, had any judgment on a tattoo, cause I used to hang out in a shop all the time was there was a, a girl walked into the shop and wanted a name tattooed on her breast. And like, we ended up finding out that it was because she lost a bet. Oh, wow. And, and, uh, it's like, you know, everybody tried talking her out of it. Like, no, you know, come on, like, you know, get right. it some, get it somewhere else. Like, right. you know, somewhere where you could cover it up pretty easily. It's like, ah, no, you know, that's, this is what I said. This is what I'm going to do. It's like, all right. Like, so like, even then, like looking back on it, it's like, you know, if anything, that stands for, uh, you know, she's going to stick to her word, you know. I mean, the big thing for me is when I got uh, I got my hands tattooed and um, it was uh, there's a guy out in Rhode Island. Like, so the girl Amy I talked about, she did my fingers. But the guy who actually did my actual like mitts, they call him uh, Tom, Tom out in Rhode Island. He did the actual hands and uh, I it was cold in there and I had a sweatshirt on and he was like, yeah, I don't tattoo hands unless you got full sleeves. So I took my sweatshirt off and I was like, are we good now? And he's like, all right, yeah, we're fine. But like they call these job stoppers. That's what they call them. Yeah. Uh, the big thing is like a lot of people won't go below their hands to get them done because they don't want to portray a certain image. But um, I feel like I'm setting my career enough to where I've been doing the Navy thing for a while and I know I'm going to retire uh, that it's not going to, not going to really affect me downstream of this on what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. So, so what else do you got going on outside of, uh, the, the strong man, the videography and the military? Um, a lot of stuff do, man. Like I try to have fun. Like I'm a big music fan. So like it's a summer. So I try to go to concerts and stuff. Um, I'm a, 
usually around the summertime, I'm really busy going to that because I try to have fun. I enjoy, I enjoy live music, so I'm big into that, going to there. Um, like I said, I'm in school too, so knocking that out. Um, just I'm one of those guys who, like, tries everything, and I feel like I don't have enough hours in the day just to do everything, but I, I try to get my hands all in it, you know. Yeah. But, so. yeah, big, really big music fan too, so uh, – I think I'm going to attempt to learn to play guitar. I've been kind of dabbling with that. So I think I'm going to learn. Um, I, That's, I, I only tried once when I was a teenager and um, I, you know, at, at the time it was like, Oh, I, I can't get my fingers to move that way. You know, so right. I'm just going to stop. Yeah. And you know, now I look back and it's like, well, no, you can get your fingers to move that way. You just need to learn, right. you know, put, put the time and effort into it, which I mean, I could honestly say that like, you know, when I was a kid, uh, I didn't put time and effort into, into much of anything, you know? Um, so, but yeah, now looking at it, it's like, uh, you know, if, you know, like with, with the jujitsu, like my, my first class of jujitsu, it's like, I have, I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. And it's like, but I'm, I'm going to force myself to, to actually, you know, practice and learn and, and all that. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, at first I was like, I thought it'd be cool just to learn it so you could pick up girls and stuff. <laughs> but yeah. but now I think I just want to do it to learn it, you know. Um, I mean, obviously the picking up girls thing is not a bad thing, but byproduct of that. But I think I just want to just learn how to actually play guitar, you know. Yeah, so. definitely would have been useful out in Hawaii, sitting on the beach playing, right. the, <laughs> playing the guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a, not a, it's easy conversation starter, right? So uh something i i, I think i'm gonna dabble in that next uh, i know it's gonna be a challenge i played the violin when i was a kid i kind of wish i would have stuck with that but i dropped it when i was young so um i didn't think it was cool enough so i got kind of peer pressure into not doing it anymore but i wish i would stuck with it yeah now do you think that that would be something that you could pick it up and try again or uh, i could do it but uh, i mean i probably suck at it for a while you know uh yeah, yeah but I thought it was always cool. Like I was like, man, I should have stuck with that. Cause then I could do it down. Like, I think it'd be kind of crazy seeing a big tattooed man playing the violin. Like, yeah. <laughs> do, do one of those videos in the middle of times square or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I definitely like, like music a lot. Um, uh, my music genres vary all over the place. So, I mean, you can find me at a country concert to a metal show to a, a rap concert like I'm all over the place so um definitely just big into music yeah that's I'm definitely of the type that'll sit here and tell you that there's there's something good to be found in every single genre yeah you no know, no 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 matter what it is you you'll eventually find something that you enjoy you got any bands you really like though um well like for the most part right now it's Zebrahead okay um have you heard of them or no yeah I have no I've heard um, I had, I had the guitarist, uh, on the show a few months ago okay. and they came out with a new album. Uh, and like, I've been playing that in the car and now my son, my son's three and a half gotcha. and that's all he asked for is zebra head. So, right. you know, by, by default, like that's pretty much all I listen to now, but actually like now, um, cause I, I usually would listen to nothing but podcasts at work, Yeah, but now it's, um, you know, I'll throw on Spotify every once in a while and, you know, 
shit, re- remembering the music that I used to listen to and like falling back into, into stuff like that. And it's just, you know, like shit, man, I forgot all kinds of stuff that I used to love and um, now kind of getting back into it, but I'm still reluctant to, to check out anything new from those bands, you know? Uh, yeah. Right now I'd probably say my favorite band at, of all time right now is Tool. I love Tool. Nice. Uh, I just saw them in concert about a month ago and they get better and better every time I see them. Uh, That's, I've, I've never seen them. <clears throat> I definitely want to. They're coming yeah. back to Chicago soon. Yeah. Um, and I'm definitely going to try to make it to that. Uh, I did knock off one of the bucket list bands yep. that I had, completely random. Uh, my cousin's dad. Okay. Um, he ended up messaging me like, hey, you want to go see Nine Inch Nails tonight? Oh, like, man, I love them. They're like, great. Yes? Yeah. They're, <laughs> so, they're, they're incredible. I got to see uh, Nine Inch Nails at the Aragon Ballroom yeah. in, uh, in Chicago. And um, I, I have to say that, like, when, when they came out on stage, like, it was, it was the it – was, it was weird. It was, like, something I never experienced before. But, like, the, like the emotional rush that I got when Trent Reznor started singing yeah. was just indescribable. Yeah. Like it, it hit me in a place that I've never felt before at a concert. Right. And it was just insanity. So like that was, that was pretty amazing for me. Awesome. Um, but uh, Zebrahead's going to be coming to town here in August, uh, okay. which I, I haven't seen them in uh, five years. Last time they were around was 14. And before that, it was like 10 years before they did anything around me before that. But, um, like, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, but I, I still don't think that it'll, it'll hit me at that emotional level like Nine Inch Nails did. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever, uh, like, listened to some of the stuff that Trent Reznor does for movie soundtracks, but, like, all his scores are amazing. Like, uh, there was a uh, – the Vietnam one he did. There's a bunch of good stuff that that guy puts out, man. Uh, big fan of them. I've seen them live, too. They're great. Um, yeah, but uh, definitely recommend uh, Tool, for sure, live show. Yeah, uh, that's, I mean, shit, dude. I I mean, hell, back in the day, uh, there were definitely, uh, there, there was definitely a substance or two that enhanced the, the, the Tool <laughs> music. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, still, it's still that way. I mean, Obviously, me being military, I can't partake, partake in that, but uh, yeah. it's still definitely that, that type of show. Uh, how far is Chicago out are you? Uh, basically, to get to, to get to any of the concert venues, well, I mean, I mean hell, to get, to get downtown, it could yeah. be a half hour plus, okay. like depending on traffic. So. Yeah, well, dude, uh, uh, I love that city, so next time I'm in the area, I'll hit you up, man. Cause yeah, I'm, for sure, dude. Like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the fourth exit in Indiana. Okay. So I'm I'm not far from from Illinois slash Chicago at all. Like I, I could be I could be in the South Side, like the South Side neighborhoods in ten minutes. Okay. You know? So I was asked there for when the Cubs were in the World Series. So uh I actually they they got the World Series trip. I bought a ticket to fly to Chicago on Friday. I flew to the game, went to the game Friday and Saturday and left Sunday and it was amazing. Oh, that's that's you know, something I didn't even get to fucking partake in. Um, yeah, dude, that's – that. are you a Cubs fan or uh, – So, 
I used to date a girl that was a Cubs fan uh, by proxy. I was a yeah. Cubs fan. Uh, so I kind of fell in love with the team through that and uh, kind of never really stopped, you know. Um, but, like, I'm a huge fan of the city itself. Like, just the food, the atmosphere, like, the bars, everything's amazing about that place. And I fall in love with it every time I go, you know. It's an amazing place to hang out. Yeah, that's – and I, I don't get there enough. That's uh, – I've, I've never been into the – like the the club scene, I guess. But oh, I don't do, I don't do that either, man. <laughs> but like I I mean the bars that I've gone to out out there have have been fun. Um, the experiences I've had. I mean, shit. Uh, we just we just got to go to a Cubs game. It was uh, me, my dad, my older brother, and my son. Uh, all went to the Cubs game, and that that was a fucking blast. Which I I usually only get to like one or two a year. Right. And uh, actually, 2016, you know, they win the World Series. I was supposed to go to two or three games, and every time the game came up, I had to fucking cancel. Right. And so I didn't get I didn't get to go to a single game the entire year that they won the World Series, which which stings a little bit. But um, you know, I I at least I could say that um, you know, I I got to watch the Cubs win with my son, and you know, it, at least it happened for both of us in our lifetimes. Yeah, that was that was a cool experience, man. Because I got. I, I'm I'm one of the guys that like you just grab life and you you fucking own it, you know. Um, and I, it's just a random occurrence. I was like, dude, I'm fucking going. And like you're going to the World Series. I'm like, fuck yeah. I was like, dude, you know how long the Cubs have fucking been trying to get here? I I, I gotta see this shit in person. Yeah. So I fucking drew up to, uh, the shit at work, and I was like, hey, I'm going to the World Series. And they're like, what the fuck are you going to the World Series for? I'm like, why the fuck not? Right. Exactly. So I went. I flew up, like I said, I flew up there, was there for three days, but like went to two of the games. It was just the most incredible experience. And like, I paid a lot of money. I won't lie for that, but it was just, oh, yeah. it's priceless though. Like you'll never get that experience back. And I, I love it. Um, yeah. It's just something that I can share with people and be like, Hey man, I did this shit and it was awesome. You know? Yeah. It's a, a friend of mine ended up going to game seven. She lived in Texas. Right. Uh, she was in Texas at the time. and you know, game seven was going to happen. And, yeah. you know, she told her boss, like, look, I'm, I'm heading up to Chicago and uh, yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go watch the Cubs win the world series. Yeah. And she, she went in Cleveland and it was her and her brother. And I got the, the tickets in Cleveland weren't very expensive at all. No, they weren't like, that bad. I was thinking about going too. <laughs> yeah. And so her and her brother went and, you know, obviously they won. And they, they hung around the field and got to meet a few of the players and, yeah. and all that. It's like, fuck, man, to have that experience, like there, there's, there, there's next to nothing that could compare to that in the, right. sports, in the sports world, you know. Um, you, you know, to be, to be a lifelong diehard fan and, you know, always disappointed. Yep. And then to actually be able to, to live that scenario out, yep. like how, how awesome is that? Like, uh, the guy who was driving me to the game, uh, I took an Uber because, like, I, I always take Uber everywhere. I think I'm, I'm, I'm single-handedly funding Uber's income because <laughs> I go out a lot. Uh, but, yeah, the guy took me to took the game. He was uh, – I want to say he was probably in his, like, 70s or 80s, man. And he was like, I've been waiting my whole life for this. Like, like hearing that man's voice, and I was like, dude, I was like, they got to win. Like, come on, man. Like, just something make it happen, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I was so disappointed because, like, I know I've been there through the, the Steve Bartman ball, like, all that crap, and, like, yep. 
I was like, man, I hope I hope the guys pull it out, you know. And I, I was just I was just happy for the city, man, because they got to experience that kind of stuff, you know. And it's like there's people that have come and gone out of life that have passed away that didn't see the Cubs win, you know. Um, yeah. Which I mean, you know, you you mentioned the city, which I mean, the city got to see that, you know, with with the White Sox, but and you know, like I, I'm not a Cubs fan who's going to bash the White Sox. I don't, I don't give right. a shit about the White Sox. That's right. uh, it. It doesn't matter. Uh, they're not in our division. They're not in our right. league. You know, it only matters if we meet in the fucking World Series. So, mm-hmm. I, I could care less if they win or lose. Um, but you know, like for for my Sox fans friends, you know that that was that was that moment because, you know, obviously it was is a little bit more for the Cubs fans. Right. Um, and. You know, I th- I think that showed comparatively in the celebrations, right? But, um, you know, that's for for the city, not not just for the city, but for anybody in marketing, right? That that was the best thing to happen to anybody selling anything at that time. Oh yeah, because if you put a Cubs logo on anything, it was going to yeah, fucking sell. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yes. like, just just marketing in general, the the Cubs winning the World Series was good for the economy. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it was a it was a great experience, man, and um, that's kind of one of the moments in my life that I I draw back on to. I tell people, I'm like, man, that was probably one of the coolest things I've ever been able to do, and I just did it by a whim because I wanted to fucking go, you know. And that 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 makes it even more amazing. Yeah. You know, that's you know one of those things. Well, you know, gee, what what would have happened if I didn't go? You know, right. then you you wouldn't be able to you know talk about it like this. Right. You know. Yeah. Um. So outside of that, like um, uh, military workout uh, or videography, like have you had any other like comparable moments to that? Um, I I, I lately kind of um, I like based on like the amount I travel and stuff like that. I'm definitely uh, a huge fan of like I call it like uh, I'm like the broke man's Anthony Bourdain kind of thing. Like I. I, uh, <laughs> I I I try try to like experience life and like I don't really plan anything when it comes to like being in a city or plan on when I travel like I just figure stuff out you know I figure like the most random experiences come from like you just going somewhere and just like hell we'll figure it out you know like people try to like have this whole like I call it like the camp counselor roster like travel like they like Oh, at eight o'clock we're gonna do this. Nine o'clock we're gonna do this. Yeah, and like, the, I don't, the, I don't travel like that, right? Yeah, the so itinerary. Like, yeah, <laughs> it makes stuff boring. So like, it's often like I said, no cool story starts off with like I was eating a salad. You know, like it's yeah. always, I'm I was at a bar hanging out drinking, and then I met somebody, and then we just randomly went and did this. So, um, that's kind of where I I draw my experiences off of. I just do random stuff and it throws me into random situations like uh i don't know how i end up doing these things but like uh you, you seem like you're around my age group so like uh i went to go see wu-tang clan uh in concert like three three weeks ago and uh after the show like we're at this bar and we randomly like run into wu-tang at the bar <laughs> and then we start like we give them a coin uh, one of the Navy coins has like the Wu-Tang emblem on it. And one of the, one of the members of Wu-Tang clan, this kid's in the Navy. And so he like brings us back with him. And then we end up walking walking through the casino, hanging out with Wu-Tang clan drinking. And it's like, 
only that shit kind of happens to people when you just let fucking life take its course, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, uh, I got a, I got a dude at work. Uh, his name's Eddie. Yeah. He, uh, like we were talking about, like somebody brought up like vacations to him yeah. or like, you know, a certain destination. I can't remember where yeah. he's like, yeah, I, I have no desire to go there, you know, whatever. But like he ended up telling us like when, when he goes on vacation, right. uh, he likes to go to the fucking hood. Like he right. wants to go where the real people are at. And like that kind of, it's like, you know, I, I like to, I like to experience that as well, but I've, I've never put that much thought into it or yeah. definitely that much effort into it either. Yeah. But he's like, I, I like to go to the hood. I like to like, he, he grew up like the shit of the South side of Chicago. Right. You know? So like, He's like, yeah, when I, when I go places, like I want to go to where real life happens. Like right. I don't, I don't want to go where the tourists go. I don't want to see what the tourists see. I want to see what's real. Right. You know? And it was just like, that's, that's fucking amazing. Like that's, that's the outlook to have, you know? Right. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe not for everybody, but in, in my opinion, like that's, that's the way to look at it. Like to see, you know, because like I, I think we were talking about Chicago at one point. He's like, yeah, you know, Millennium, Millennium Park. You know, this and that. He's like, that ain't the fucking city. Like, right. That's that. That's what that's what the city portrays to the rest of the world. Yeah. He's like, but if they put any of that money that they put towards what they portray to the world right. into the actual people that live there, right? Like, it would be a completely different fucking place. Right. You know, no, and that's true. It's it's definitely true. Like. uh there's parts of like cities that I go to and I'm like, all right, cool. Like I've done all the touristy shit. I've seen all that stuff, but like, I want to go like where the locals go have fun at, you know, I want to be in that kind of spot. Like I'm the guy who wants to find the dive bar where everybody's hanging out at, you know, like I don't, I don't want to be at the bar that that's rated number one by fucking whatever restaurant company or whatever. Yeah. It's like, I want to be, I want to be where I can drink like, cheap whiskey and hang out and like where people have fun you know like that's kind of, i like to hang out yeah and that's i mean shit I've, I've always been a fan of dive bars and yeah. that's uh I, I lived in ocean city maryland for a little bit okay i know what's that yeah i've been there a few times and uh you know you had all the popular bars and you know this and that and then there was this one bar i think i think it was called like the purple moose or some shit yeah. but it was basically a fucking hallway yeah <laughs> like in between two other spots and that was the best fucking spot to be at, like right. in, in, in my opinion, yeah. because you could sit down, you could have a conversation with somebody. You could, you could, you know, like you said, drink the cheap whiskey, drink the fucking local beers or, you know, or, you know, whatever. But it was, you know, getting, you, you're basically getting that local experience, right. you know, like what, what the real world is like, yeah. you know, and that's, well, you ever find yourself in Philly? You ever been there? Uh, I've been outside of Philly. I've been to a Yardley, Yardley, yeah. Pennsylvania. There's a, <laughs> There's this bar, and if you ever find yourself in the city, you gotta go. It's called Tattooed Mom, and it's like the most dive bar place you can get to, right? There's like <laughs> spray paint everywhere. Like everybody in there has like, I mean, it's like uh, leather jacket, spikes, tattooed people. Like it's just there's like plastic frogs that jump around on the bar. Like it's dive bar central, man. But this place is amazing. Like, it's just one of those places, like, everybody goes to. But, like, you walk in there, you might be scared. I'm not scared going in there. But there's some people you probably bring them to. They'd probably be a little sketched out. And that's literally, like, one of my favorite places to hang out at. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 
if I'm ever back in that area, I'll definitely check it out. I, I know I'll be in, uh, I'll be in Pittsburgh, uh, the end of September. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I don't know, like the, you know, I guess the, the itinerary doesn't allow much time, but, no, I got um, you. but that's, I'm, I'm going, uh, so like the reason I was in Yardley as well, uh, you know, every year me and a few of the guys from Cigar Geeks get together for our annual, uh, you know, uh, Cigar Palooza. Yep. And so that's, that's taken me to Yardley, Pennsylvania. That's taken me to Buda, Texas, which Buda, Texas is fucking amazing. Yep. Uh, just a little, little fucking spot in the middle, in the middle, like South of Austin. Right. But, um, you know, just a really great fucking community uh, with uh, the Cigar Vault. The Cigar Vault's the shop that we had it at, which okay. was an awesome little, little spot. Um, and I hosted it one year. And like I said, this year we're, we're heading to Pittsburgh, but, um, so the, the itinerary, like we have, we have, we have a bit of a schedule, but we also have a little bit of free time, but I don't know how much of that free time I'm going to be able to get around and experience, uh, anything outside of cigars, no, which, I got you. which I'm honestly okay with that because that's the, that's the one cigar trip a year that, that I could take that is just 100% cigars. My itinerary built around cigars. I can I can be okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh that's okay with me. Um, there's a uh, I don't know if you're around um Chicago too often, but uh, you ever been to uh, Patty Long's? You ever been there? No. So it's a beer bacon bar. All so right. they give you beers paired with bacon, dude. I'm telling you, like <laughs> life changing experience. It's amazing. Like I love that place too. Like. Uh, there's just, now my friends kind of like with my the travel harder than me stuff, they all recommend, they all shoot me messages. They're like, Hey dude, I'm going to this spot. Where do you recommend I go? And so I just give them a itinerary, not an itinerary, but just a long list of shit. Like, Hey dude, I don't care where you go, but you got to check this place out. Like check this place out, check this place out. And so now I've kind of, I've become like the broke man's travel guide. I don't get paid for it, but I just kind of just do it just because people ask me different yeah. shit. And that's, I mean, shit, dude, like you, you've got a decent following on uh, social media to where, uh, you know, travel harder than me could actually turn into, you know, something, something along those lines where, where, you know, it, it's not just out of uh, free time, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, I've definitely thought about doing something with it. Um, it's kind of like, like I said, it's not a pick at anybody. It's more like a motivational thing. Like, Hey man, like, like I said, we're not going to get out of here alive, you know, so uh, there's a lot of stuff to see in the world and everybody kind of like waits for stuff, you know, they're like, oh, I'll go do that next year. I'm like, dude, you might be fucking dead, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to say that to like pour doom and gloom on anybody, but like if you have that opportunity to go somewhere, you should probably go, you know, because like you never know when you're not going to see it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. That's, you know, the like. I've been telling my wife, like, look, in October, we're going on vacation. Like, I, you know, wherever. It doesn't matter. It's going to be centered around you, wherever you want to go. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously within reason. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she, well, you know, we've got bills to pay and, you know, we, we got to do this. We got to do that. It's like, look, we both work hard for our money. Right. And we've only got, you know, uh, when you look at it, just a, a, a finite amount of hours. Right. To, to do anything like that. It's like, we you have to let yourself enjoy life. Right. Instead of just 
working to pay your bills. It's like, exactly. look, it's like, yeah. look, our, our bills will get paid. I promise you, like, you know, bills and debt are, you know, will eventually be a thing of the past, but you know, we, we have to enjoy it, right. you know, instead of just fucking slaving away for the daily grind. Right. And a, a lot of people just do that. They kind of just, Oh, I'll wait to put that off or like, um, I'm not really much of a materialistic guy. I probably live like a nomad more than anybody else. Like I'm not, I'm very simple, but I like certain stuff. Like I like drinks. I like cigars. I like to travel. Uh, but yeah, I don't really get wrapped up in the material stuff. Um, I just think it's more important to kind of, uh, spend that money on experiences, you know? And, um, a lot of people buy things and like things don't things you really can't, you can't take with you, man. But like when you and your wife are old, those experiences that you have are going to matter more than the things you have, you know? Exactly. I mean, I can't think of some of the shit that I bought like four or five years ago. Cause I don't care about it anymore. You know, like if it's material, I probably don't even own it. Right. Yeah. But I can still remember that trip that I took when I 10 years ago that I had a fucking blast at, you know? Yeah. So, that's, you know, that's, uh, you know, hell, and in 20 years, I may not remember, you know, any of the fucking podcasts that I've done, but I'll, I'll remember the cruise that we took here or the trip that we went here. You know, that's, I mean, shit, my wife doesn't remember anything from the podcast because she doesn't listen. So, yeah. you know, uh, you know, together, like it's going to be those experiences that, that we remember together, not... Right not, you know, the, the, the Subaru that I bought in 2018, you know? Yeah. So. No, I agree, man. I think that's a, I think that's the way a lot of people should be. Um, a majority of people aren't that way, but, um, you're right. Like slaving to pay bills and like not enjoying your time is not a way to live your life. You know, um, the money thing will come, you'll make more of that. You'll get it back, you know? But what you won't get back is the time that you 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 put off like trying to enjoy your family, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, so, I think more people should have that mindset. Yeah, but I I don't think that that's the way that everybody's pushed in the direction of. I guess. Oh, no, I agree. Yeah, so. it's a, it's a tough it's a tough sell to a lot of people because, I mean, I believe in like working hard. I do believe in doing that kind of stuff, but I also believe in like enjoying the time that I do have. So like. I always use the phrase, like, I work hard, but play harder, you know? So, like, I, I definitely I definitely have a good time where I'm at, whatever I'm doing. Um, but I'm definitely going to go after what I want in life, but I'm also going to enjoy my time, too. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, one line that I, I heard from uh, Pat McNamara was, um, you know, every night is Saturday night and every morning is Monday morning. Yeah. You know, so, you know, live your life like that. And, you know, shit, dude, like, when he said that, it's like, wow, that's, it's a good way to look at things, yeah. you know, like, it, you know, it's basically enjoy yourself, but get shit done at the same time. You know, I think I'm, I, without hearing that quote, I think that's kind of what I've do- adopted my lifestyle, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely, uh, I definitely, there's some nights I go to sleep at two in the morning and wake up at six. <laughs> yeah. Just live hard, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, like you said, uh, <laughs> you're not going to get any of it back. So, yeah. but anything else you, uh, you want to get out there? Anything else you want to talk about? Um, just the, the big thing, man, I appreciate you having me on here, man. It's been awesome. Uh, I hope we stay in touch, you know, and like, uh, definitely link up in the future. Uh, we'd love to do something like, uh, actually 
me being there, like fucking film some stuff, you know, uh, put some content out there, but, uh, I would love to fucking link up with you in the future. You know, I'll put your word out there for your podcast. I think it's great. Like, I think it's a great experience that you have a lot of people around there and, uh, I hope you keep doing your thing, man. Like it's awesome. Oh, absolutely. Like, dude, I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time out to, to hang out and bullshit, dude. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, th- I think that's it. Uh, at least for, for the episode. Yep. So, all right. Thanks everybody for listening. And, uh, I'll, I guess I'll let everybody know what's, what's coming on next later. <laughs> so. All right, brother. All right, folks, there you have it. That is uh, Brian Brown, a.k.a. SubBrown42 on Instagram, S-U-B-R-O-W-N-E-4-2 on Instagram. Check him out. He's also got the page on Facebook that is Sailors and Sticks. Again, it's invite only, but it's a case-by-case basis. So if you see that, you're interested, send him a message. You'll probably get approved, and you'll be a part of that community. So... Don't forget, stogiebird.com, www.stogiebird.com. Use the code HERFCAST, and you'll save $5 on your first order. It's a great Cigar of the Month Club. You heard me talk about it before. We'll leave it at that. Check out the website, theherfcast.com. Go to the store, buy a shirt, or support me on Patreon. That would be amazing. Uh, There are several tiers. I have a contest tier. I have a shirt tier. Uh, all kinds of stuff. Or you could just go to the store and buy a shirt, buy a sticker, whatever. It's up to you. Do what you want to do. I'm not going to force you to do anything. I love doing this no matter what. So that's it. Uh, be on the lookout for future episodes. Uh, hopefully me and Brian are going to get together in person eventually. Uh, if not, I'm sure we'll end up doing another video chat. So anyway, I hope you guys are enjoying it. If not, let me know. Let me know what I could do better. Send me an email, brian at theherfcast.com. Give me some criticisms, some ideas, whatever. I don't give a shit. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review on whatever platform you're listening on. That'd be amazing. Check out the videos on YouTube. I have a couple of unboxing videos from Stogie Bird, from Janice to Back. Uh, those are the Cigar of the Month clubs that I'm in. But I've got unboxing videos for them. And I'll probably end up throwing some random shit on there like eating a Carolina Reaper or Scotch Bonnet or, you know, whatever random fucking pepper that ends up in my mouth. So check it out. I hope you're not disappointed. Enjoy. Enjoy.